surpass penetrating and perfect dharma is rarely remembered even a hundred thousand million kalpas having it to see and listen to to remember and descend I vow to taste the truth about the Tathagata's words. Good morning.
uh, distract, distracting ideas or self-doubts. Uh, basically, that's the that's the notion of uh, being fully present, being completely at home in yourself. So, someone who's at, completely at home in yourself, we'd say, is, is mature. Um, so that can happen at any age. You don't have to be, you know, you don't have to be 65. You don't have to be 21. You can be seven years old. One of the uh, old Chinese teachers in, in the lineage that we study I'll mention a little bit about lineage in a minute, but uh, one of the old Chinese teachers named Zhao Zhao said uh, at a particular time in his life when his teacher had died, and he'd studied with his teacher for 40 years, he said, now I'm going to go on a pilgrimage, and uh, if I meet some hundred-year-old person who needs my teaching, I'll freely give it to them. If I meet a seven-year-old who can teach me, I'll study with that seven-year-old. So, just to convey the notion that uh, there are bodhisattvas, wisdom beings, enlightenment beings, in all shapes and sizes, in all ages, and various disguises. So you may uh, unless you're really paying attention, not notice when there's a bodhisattva right in front of you, giving you some teaching, helping you to wake up. And sometimes it's a little painful to wake up. Sometimes we'd rather just be comfortable with our old habits. The, uh, the bodhisattva uh, vow, though, the intention to wake up means that uh, you keep checking. You look at your old habits and you say, is this, is this real? Is this really, really what's, what's happening or is this just some old idea I have? So we say receiving the Bodhisattva vow in is uh, receiving the precepts. And the precepts, um, I mentioned 16. Uh, the first three are taking refuge in Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha. And I won't give a whole talk on Buddha, Dharma, Sangha, but uh, that some of you may not know, but Buddha is being awake, actually. Dharma is the teaching of how to be awake, or how to uh, uh, find liberation, how to find freedom, particularly freedom from your self, uh, freedom from the uh, clinging of desires and regrets, kind of cobwebby stuff that we generated in our minds that can really hinder us. Um, 
so they say dharma is the teaching, it's also just the way things are. It's just the truth. Simple and and or as complicated as it is. And Sangha is the all the people who uh, uh, work together. Uh, so it has it's kind of like uh, radiating circles of you think of Sangha particularly as the people that you study with, you're particularly committed to uh, find the path of truth together with. And then you think of Sangha as anyone who supports that in any way, shape, or form. And then a larger circle is, is anyone, whether they know it or not. And then the largest circle, of course, includes all beings of any shape or description. So when we say Sangha, it has those different levels of, of understanding. And then we make a basic vow to uh, to uh, avoid doing things that cause problems, that create negative karma. So we say, avoid doing evil. And we make a vow to do what's good. And we make a vow to benefit all beings. So receiving the precepts then is uh, you're receiving something, so there's a feeling of gratitude um, for this, uh, this way, this teaching, and these, uh, these kind of guidelines that have been passed down for, well, some of us here, maybe 92 generations, 93 generations, 94 generations of uh, students and teachers uh, from India to China to Japan to America. So there's a feeling of some gratitude and uh, deep appreciation for for that tradition, um, and that may seem like it's kind of looking backwards, but at the same time you're feeling gratitude for what's uh, this long tradition is. At the same time you're stepping through a gate and entering a new life in which you have clarified this intention. I wanted to read just uh, a few words from uh, from uh, Suzuki Roshi, who was the founder of uh, San Francisco Zen Center. Came from Japan and uh, is uh, uh, he died in uh, 1971, but. His teaching continues. So he said, uh, in America, American precepts have two sides. One is the negative, prohibitory side, and the other is generating our spirit, something good or positive. The positive side is called Shuzen Bukyo, to do something good. The negative side is Shuaku Makusa, 
Shawaku Makusa is to do no evil. There are these two sides. Uh, so one side is restraint, and the other side is uh, positive action. And then he continues, I think we will naturally need some way of life as a group. It may be difficult to set up all at once, but if we try hard, we will find our precepts, which include both sides. This is a very important point in our practice. For our practice to help others, and to help others to help themselves. Having our way of life will encourage people to have a more spiritual and more adequate way of life for themselves. We must study our way not only for ourselves, but for all people. It is something which we must create or establish, starting from our own situation as it is, because our rules are actually for ourselves as human beings. As a Chinese, Yakujo established monastic rules, and as Americans, I feel we must establish our American rules. I'm not saying this jokingly, he said. I'm pretty serious, but I don't want to be too serious. If you become too serious, you will lose your way. On the other hand, if you're playing games with it, we will lose our way. So little by little, with patience and endurance, we must find our way for ourselves. So this is actually the way uh, uh, the experiment, which we sometimes call Buddhism, has uh, uh, developed and been passed on from country to country. In each place, People study the basic teachings and then find a way that is appropriate for their time and their culture. So here you see we have various things that we've inherited from Japanese style. Um, and so we continue some of those things and some of them are actually Chinese style and some of those are from ancient India. And so there are various layers and then we uh, like this robe, this is actually the Indian robe right here. And then this layer of the robe is Chinese. And then underneath the next layer is Japanese. And then I think I have either Fruit of the Loom or J.C. Penney's. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like those layers. And we keep finding, you know, what actually uh, works for us. So, um, receiving the precepts and stepping through the uh, gate, uh, taking up this path, um, we do recognize the lineage, uh, we call it a lineage, a line of uh, uh, teachers and students that uh, actually physically pass things from one generation to another. So we pass in the ceremony, we'll 
We'll pass uh, some pieces of cloth, and we'll pass some piece of paper that have this whole lineage written on it. And on the piece of paper, um, there's a line, a thread, kind of a red line, which is like, like actually a little stream of blood that connects us. Uh, that close, very intimate, and, uh, and at the same time there's a circle, which means that the whole stream from the past is spread out around us right now in the present. So when you actually make these vows, then all the people in the lineage for the last 2,500 years are simultaneously making these vows. It may be a little difficult to understand how they do that, but that's our understanding. And it's, it's actually crucial for you to do it. If you don't do it, then they have no voice. They can't do it. Right? Except through you. So it's very important that uh, at least some people recognize the value of this and uh, uh, make a commitment in their life to actually keep paying attention to what's true Keep inquiring, what is it? What is what is true? This moment, not yesterday, right now. So we all need this, and uh, and we can help each other. So I think uh, we'll conclude the lecture, and then you'll have to bear with us uh, for a few minutes. We'll make some changes in the room if anyone needs to. You can, if you need to, you can go to the bathroom or whatever, but if you don't need to, you can just stay where you are and we'll come back in a few minutes and do the Jukai ceremony. Okay?
peaks are boundless, I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable.